Welcome to Doing Big Things. I'm Brett McDermott, and every week we are going to explore the systems, mindset, and habits that are allowing people to take action on their dreams and be the hero of their own story. My hope is that you walk away from every episode with new tools and strategies that will help you to realize your full human potential and do big things in your own life. I appreciate you being here. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. I am your host, Brett McDermott, and welcome to Doing Big Things. We like to call it the DBT. If it's your first time here, I appreciate you taking the time. We're going to try and make this time as valuable as possible for your commute, your workout, whatever you're doing right now. Thanks for bringing us involved. So so kind of today, what we are going to talk about is a, a skill that I think is a pretty important one. And whether it's you're going to a networking event or you're going to a conference, I think it's a really important skill to know how to work a room. And when I talk about work in a room, I'm referring to the skill of socializing and networking effectively in a social or professional setting, such as a party, a conference, or a networking event. You know, it involves making connections, engaging in conversations, and leaving a positive impression. And we're going to go over some keys, some things to kind of prepare yourself before your next event like this. So you can kind of go in with the game plan because I think we've all gone to these types of events, these parties, these conferences, these networking events. And then when we walk out the door, we wonder to ourselves, did I actually accomplish anything or did I just waste two and a half hours and have like 17 pigs in a blanket and now I'm going to go home with heartburn? Like, I don't want your next networking event to end up like that. So let's talk a little bit about some keys to a successful event, a successful party. Let's talk about how to work the room. So I think the the number one thing we can do, and it's usually the number one thing we can do to really get better at anything is prepare, right? Prepare ahead of time. But what we should be doing is researching the event, you know, know the purpose of the event, the guest list, the key attendees or speakers. If it's a fundraiser, know about the cause, you know, And before we go, let's like set some clear goals, right? A networking event, just like anything else, is going to be something that we accomplish more if we set some intentions beforehand. So, you know, let's determine what you want to achieve from the event, whether it's making new contacts, finding potential clients, or learning from experts. Let's really set some tangible goals in all these areas. One goal, for instance, could be I am going to this event so I can meet five new people get their contact information, give them mine, and then actively keep in touch over time. That's a real goal going into a conference or a networking event. Important before time to prepare, know what you want to accomplish going into these parties, and you're going to get a lot more out of them. All right, the number two thing that we can do to work the room more effectively is to dress appropriately, right? It's really important to dress well but even more important to dress for the occasion, right? Choose an outfit that suits the event's formality and dress code, ensuring you feel comfortable 
and confidence. So if we're going to a black tie ball, you better be looking pretty nice. But if we're going to a more casual setting, like maybe it's a real estate investor meeting at a bar, then you probably want to leave the suit at home. You want to always be dressed according to the venue and to the atmosphere. And I think it's a good rule to just try and be on the high end of that venue. You know, Whatever it is that you think people are going to be wearing, why don't you just aim for the upper echelon of that range? I think that that's a good way to kind of dress appropriately for the occasion. All right. The, the number three thing that I think we need to really keep our mind focused on as we're entering and as we're in these events is body language. Body language is so important, guys. I mean, we a lot of times judge a person or we form our, you know, our, our ideas about who this person is before they even open their mouth, you know, just the way they move around the room, we've already kind of interpreted who we think this person is. So I think it's important to maintain an open and confident body language, you know, stand tall, make eye contact and offer a warm smile. You know, you want to be approachable. So position yourself in a way that makes it easy for others to approach you. So Keep an eye on your posture. You know, I went to a Tony Robbins event a long time ago, and he had a really nice way of describing what perfect posture is. You don't want to stand there with your arms out at your side and, and your shoulders cocked back like you're some tough guy looking for a fight. All it should really feel like is there's a string pulling on your chest, and it's just pulling your chest out and up just a little bit. That right there is perfect posture. Just point your chest out and up the slightest amount, and you're going to feel more confident. People are going to see you as more powerful. And you're also just going to be more approachable because you're open. That's open body language. You're standing tall. Again, can't say enough about making good eye contact. You know, don't stare a hole through their soul. Don't be afraid to look away from their eyes every once in a while, but hold that eye contact for three or four seconds, look away, and then come right back to that eye contact. Uh, one more thing about body language, try to avoid fidgeting, right? If you're in a conversation socially and you're fidgeting and you're moving a lot, it doesn't really display power. You know, the person in the conversation that is usually more still is the person that is conveying more power. And that's the person that you want to be. So in your next interaction, in one of these social settings, networking events, whatever it is, try and stay remotely still. Like, sure, you still want to use your arms to express your point and speak with your hands. And, you know, you want to use vocal tonality and use facial expressions, but don't be waving your arms all over the place like a madman and avoid the fidget. Try and stay as still as possible while still conveying your message in a confident way. All right, guys, we're moving down the list. You know, I love lists. The number four way to work the room is just to start with a friendly introduction, right? You know, begin conversations with a friendly greeting and a firm handshake. You know, I, I think it's, it's so simple, but it still has to be said, just a friendly greeting, smiling and looking someone in the eyes, giving them a firm handshake. These are just the ways to start an interaction off on the right foot. Just use a simple introduction, such as your name, a brief mention of your affiliation or profession. That's all it takes, a smile, some eye contact, a handshake. These are the things that connect us in the beginning, and it can really get the ball rolling towards a very positive relationship in the future. All right, guys, the number five way to work a room 
is active listening. And we've talked on the show about the power of being a tremendous listener and how most people are not good listeners. And if you are a good listener, it can really put you above the competition. I want us to show genuine interest in others by actively listening to what they say. You know, avoid interrupting or thinking about what you're going to say next while, while they're talking. Just stay present with them. Really absorb their message. And then when they're done speaking, give a brief pause and then respond organically. This type of conversation is just going to flow so much better. You're both going to get a lot more out of it as well. It's going to be a more productive conversation than two people just waiting for their turn to talk. If you're actively listening, really absorbing someone's message and then organically responding to that message, that's a conversation that can really be a powerful one in the end and one that can form a bond that can last months, years down the road. And one more thing we can do to be better active listeners is ask open-ended questions to encourage conversation and learn more about the person. What I like to think of myself as when I'm in a group of like three or four or five is I think of myself as the point guard. And this is a sports analogy. So if you're not a basketball fan, I apologize. But the point guard is the guy who distributes the ball. He's not the guy that's always looking to score. Like, yes, he scores points too. And yes, you should be scoring points in the conversation as well. If you have something interesting to say, if you have a good story to tell, tell it by all means. But I think that your main goal within a group like this is you should be the distributor. You should be passing the ball to Martha over there. Ask her a question about her profession. She'll give you the ball back. And then, hey, let's pass the ball to Steven. Let's put the spotlight on him a little bit. Let's ask him an interesting open-ended question. And let's just distribute that spotlight around the group, making sure everyone gets a slice of it. This is the type of leadership within a group conversation that people will really appreciate it. And it's just going to make the whole thing flow better. And you're going to be the leader of that conversation without even having to talk that much, which is a beautiful thing. All right, guys, working our way down the list. The, the, the number six way to work a room effectively and that's, you know, carry business cards or contact information, right? Be ready to exchange information with those you meet. You can also use technology to do this. There's apps on your phone where you can just scan a QR code and boom, they, they've got your contact information. You have to realize that even though it is 2023, we're still at these events, at these parties to meet people, connect, and then exchange information so we can keep in touch and help each other out down the road. So whether it's a business card, whether it's an app on your phone, maybe you just have people scan the QR code on your Instagram app, whatever it is, have a plan for how you're going to be keeping in touch with these people and how you're going to be exchanging contact information, because that is the goal. That is the goal, guys, to meet people, exchange information, keep in touch. It's that simple. All right. The number seven way to work a room effectively is to be engaging and positive. You know, keep conversations positive, avoid controversial sub top topics or subjects, you know, I know we all love to talk politics. I mean, I don't really love to talk politics, but I know a lot of people like to talk politics. And a lot of these conversations will just bring up a lot of emotion and they're not really gonna accomplish much as far as helping you connect with someone, especially if they're on the other side of the fence of your beliefs. So I would say when you enter these types of situations, a networking event, a party where you're trying to advance yourself professionally, 
don't touch on these controversial topics. You know, let's talk about things like sports. Let's talk about things like marketing. Let's talk about things like Legion. Let's talk about things like this that we can have productive conversations around. And let's just try and keep the tone positive. You know, sure, share interesting anecdotes and stories related to the event or your profession, but I think let's really try and center the conversation around these topics and, you know, leave the controversial topics for Facebook. Go ham, go ham on Facebook on those. But at these networking events, when you're there to connect and further yourself professionally, leave those controversial topics at home. We don't need them here. All right, the number eight way to work a room effectively, and this is a really important one, and it's remember names. We gotta remember each other's names, guys. It was the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, that said to everyone, their sweetest word is their name, right? We love hearing our name more than any other word on the planet. I think that is really true. Make an effort to remember people's names as this is gonna make a strong impression on them later on, you know, repetition and association techniques can help. So, you know, for me, if I meet someone, I'll try and usually, you know, relate their name to a professional athlete. Like, you know, let's say I meet a guy named Steve, I'll relate him to professional athlete, Steve Young, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback of the 49ers. And then when I see Steve, I'll think of Steve Young. I'll be like, okay, I remember this guy's name. He, his name is Steve. So try and associate it to a celebrity or someone else that you know with that name. That's going to help you remember in the future or just say it three, five, seven times in your head while looking at the person. When you see them at the next event or even later in the evening and you know their name and you say their name, that's going to make a huge impact on them. It's going to really form that bond and that connection. And it's such a little thing. It's such a simple thing. It's so easy to do, but we need to put the importance on it to really make it happen. Remember people's names and then use those names, guys. All right. The, the number nine way to work a room is to move around. You know, don't linger with one group for too long. You know, politely exit the conversation when it's appropriate and move on to meet new people. We're not just there to hang out with the people we know. And I think that's something we all fall into at these events, right? We find the people we know that we're comfortable with, we grab a coffee, we're at the water cooler, and we wind up hanging with them for the entire time. But that's not the point of going to these events. The point of going to these events is to meet new people, form new connections so that we can all lift each other up. So move around a little bit, hang with one group, 10, 15 minutes at the most, politely exit the conversation after you've exchanged contact information with the people in that group, and then go up to a new group and just say, hey, hi, my name's Brett, nice to meet you. You know, I'm a real estate agent, whatever it is, with a warm smile and a firm handshake, and they're gonna, they're gonna love to learn about your story, and you're gonna be interested to learn about theirs. Move around, guys, do not get stagnant at these parties. And then number 10, how to work a room effectively, it, it, you know, to work the room, is to get the contact information, but then after that, the most important thing is to follow up, right? After the event, follow up with the connections you've made, send thank you emails or messages, express your interest in staying in touch or collaborating, and then throw them in your CRM, set a three month you know, reminder to follow up with them again. And this is how you stay in touch with people. And this is how you grow an incredible network. You meet them, you follow up right away, whether it's later that day or the next day, and then you stay in touch. Every three to six months, you send them something valuable, or you just say, hey, how you doing? But just stay on their radar. Every three months is what I found is the appropriate checkpoint to cultivate a relationship so that people remember you and so that you can add appropriate value to their life. And then, you know, just like anything else, the, the best way for you to work a room 
is to practice and improve. And this is number 11, by the way, guys, I don't want to veer off the list. This is still a list. Don't worry. You know, like any skill networking and working room, you get better with practice. So attend events, attend parties regularly to refine your skills. And then number 12, just like anything else, you know, be yourself guys. Authenticity is crucial. And while it's important to be professional, don't try to be someone you're not. People appreciate genuine interaction. So while you're at these events, just be yourself. Don't, you know, don't try and make yourself sound any cooler or more successful than you really are. Just be the authentic, genuine article that is you, because I can assure you the authentic, genuine article that is you is way more interesting than something that, that you might pretend to be. And people will feel that authenticity, and that in turn will make them feel comfortable with you, and then they'll be authentic with you. And now we're forming real connections, real bonds that can lift us all up in the future. So there you go, guys. I hope you got a lot out of this podcast, How to Work a Room effectively. I think it's an important topic. I think it's something we should all practice a little bit more. And as we work these rooms effectively, we can meet interesting people. We can stay in touch with these people. We can build incredible networks and we can all lift each other up in the future. Until next week, guys. And by the way, next week, we've got a fire guest. You are going to love our guest next week. Get out there and do big things. See you next time.